Have you ever seen the Northern Lights? Chris? I have never seen the Northern Lights. I was told by my mother that at some point as a child maybe I mm. did, but I don't remember it. I think I would remember that kind of thing, Mom. I saw them at the cottage once, uh, at my aunt and uncle's cottage, but I was a little bit drunk at the time, so I didn't really know what they were, and they weren't. They were not great. So that's why I really want to see Are you sure all the colors. It was the views. Northern Lights and not nothing. Spaceships. No. <laughs> It was the Northern Lights. Because okay. I walked down sure. on the dock, and it sort of looked like lights from the city. I'm like, wow, we're really getting more urban in Northern Ontario. And they said, no, actually, those are the Northern Lights. However, they weren't great. They were pretty average. They were blue, and they was were kind of moving. localized entirely in your kitchen? No, okay. I was outside on the dock. But I had been drinking many fun and tonics <laughs> at the time. But Alberta Skywalker watchers are uh, chasing the Northern Lights. And they've been putting these really interesting photos up on social media. If you haven't been following along, might I draw your attention to a really crazy... There's this curious... It's like just a slash of purple light. And everyone has decided to give it a ridiculous name. The name is Steve. Why is it called Steve? It's called Steve after this little animated cartoon scene. I would be a lot less afraid of it if I just knew what it was called. Let's call it Steve. Steve? It's pretty name. Steve sounds nice. Yeah, I'm a lot less scared of Steve. Oh, great and powerful Steve. What do you want? Yeah, that's from Over the Hedge. And I kind of like it. And apparently Steve is going to remain the name. People were trying to theorize what exactly this was. Some people thought it was chemtrails. We'll get to the bottom of exactly what's going on with the Northern Lights. And specifically that purplish light, uh, the ribbon, a shaft of purple light through the sky with Eric Donovan, who joins us on the line. Hi, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. There is a uh, an interesting phenomena happening out in Calgary, and it's uh, to do with the Northern Lights. It's just a strip of uh, a purple streak in the sky, and it, it goes uh, vertically. And people have taken to naming it Steve because yeah. they don't really know what it is. What exactly is Steve? Okay, so so um, we, we saw this in the photographs taken by a, a members of a group called the Alberta Aurora Chasers, which is a, a group of, uh, of night sky enthusiasts who drive around, you know, in the middle of the night taking photographs of beautiful sky phenomena, and they're fantastic photographers. I went out for beer with these guys, you know, because these, these, these guys are studying something that are looking at something that I study professionally. And they showed me a picture of this thing that they were calling the proton arc. And, and for reasons that I don't really, really can't go into in, in any great depth here, um, I could tell immediately that it wasn't proton aurora. They were calling this thing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I said, I don't know what that is, but it's not the proton aurora. And so first of all, we kind of kicked around the idea that they shouldn't call it something with a physical meaning that where the physics isn't right. And so they were referring to this uh, children's story over the hedge and something kids were, these animals were afraid of and they called this thing they didn't know what it was, Steve. So they decided to call it Steve, which is kind of a whimsical thing. And now that name has caught on and everybody's calling it that. And what it is is a, is a very narrow um, uh, strip of light mm-hmm. um, in the sky, and I mean, it, you know, you said you said uh, over Calgary, but really, it's 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 over anywhere, you know, in the northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere, and it it. It, the, some of the events we have go all the way from, say, Hudson Bay all the way over to Alaska. So it's like somebody, if you were to look at it from space, it's like somebody had reached in and, you know, draw, taken a purple magic marker and drawn a line across, you know, a quarter of the globe. Right? Interesting. You know, it's fascinating. And, so when, you, and when you look into it um, with instruments on satellites that fly through it while we're watching it, 
um, what you see is a river of very, very fast-moving charged particles. I mean, these are, these are moving at maybe 7 kilometers per second, which, just for reference, is about as fast as the space shuttle or the International Space Station is going relative to the ground. And also, it's very, very hot. And so when you're in the region where it's glowing, the, the gas might be 6,000 degrees Celsius, which is, you know, again, for reference, hotter than the Earth's core. Right. So so when it's happening, it's quite possibly the hottest place on the planet. Right. Which is kind of interesting also. And so now what we're doing is is so first of all, you know, people were thinking this was regular roar. In fact, I'd seen the phenomena before. I'd used images of it in some talks I gave at some meetings, just grab something off the Web and show a picture of an auroral arc. But it turns out that I was wrong, and these are not auroral arcs in the traditional sense, and this is happening equatorward or south of where the normal aurora is. And that's the part that's really interesting for us, is trying to figure out what's causing this river of fast-moving gas at this altitude and what's exactly causing the luminosity. And that's what we're kind of digging into right now. You're killing me. You don't know what it is yet. Um, I, I, so, so this is, this is science, right? You know, so, <laughs> so I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know. But the problem is other people know, too, and they don't say the same thing as me. <laughs> okay, so what do you think it is? You think it's a um, gas? So I, I think what's happening, I think what's happening is something much further out in space, out where, where geosynchronous satellites are, I mean, you know, out past the radiation belts, that there's, there's a region of space we call the magnetosphere. And I believe what's happening is something is mechanically forcing gas up there, out there to move, and then that motion is generating electric fields, which down in the Earth's atmosphere are causing this gas to move very fast. Okay, now then, I'm a lightweight here, and okay. I'm no physicist, but when you say mechanically, yeah, what that I mean would is, imply man-made, no, no, some sort of mechanism, no, 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 something. No, 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 no. What no, is no. it? Because I know other people are listening in their cars okay. going, what you, woo, <laughs> what's happening? What's happening is the solar wind, which is the... Um, so, so the sun's outer atmosphere, we, we call the corona, mm-hmm. and that's what you see when there's a, 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 a solar eclipse, right? That kind of that, that halo around the sun. That's the that's the sun's atmosphere, and the sun's atmosphere is so hot that it's constantly expanding out through space. So any particles in the sun's atmosphere just blow out through the solar solar system, right? And so that's we call that the solar wind, and the solar wind is what makes comet tails, for instance. And the solar wind also takes the Earth's magnetic field and turns the Earth's magnetic field into something that looks a bit like a comet, so it's compressed on the day side and stretched out to a very great distance on the night, night side. We call that the magnetosphere. Okay? Mm-hmm. The solar wind is very dynamic, and so it's always pushing and pulling on the magnetosphere, and that's what I mean by mechanical. I mean, I mean this is a natural phenomenon. It's like waves breaking something. That, that, that's mechanical, right? You know, is what I mean. And so, How do you prove something like that? I mean, oh, I mean we, oh, <laughs> is that why we still can't definitively say what it is, even though Absolutely. you think you know what it is? Yeah, so what we're doing right now is we're collecting events. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're finding instances where we know there was a Steve event going on and looking at what was going on in the magnetosphere with data from satellites that, that uh, Canada, um, the European Space Agency, NASA, J- Japan, and other nations operate scientific satellites in these regions of space. And, and so we're looking at data from those satellites and looking at data from our ground-based instruments that look at the aurora and trying to piece together what's going on with the solar wind and the Earth's magnetosphere when these Steve events are happening. And we think we're making progress, and I think we're making progress. And I think, you know, I mean, I think we're probably 
probably six months away from having a definitive answer, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, which, which is to me actually, honestly, it's, and for the public too, I suspect far less interesting than Steve itself. Right. Steve so itself is just fascinating. do you think the name inspired by over the hedge and that one little scene with the animals is going to stick? Are we going to continue to call this phenomena Steve? Well, so I like it. It's, 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 it's fun. And, and, there's a thing that, that some people call a backronym where you, instead of an acronym where you, you know, you, you, you know, make, um, you know, um, C, oh. you know, C, you know, you know, you, you make a word a, out of the letters. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, so, so instead of an acronym, I, we think of a backronym, which is we have a word and can we put together some words that, that it would be the acronym for. And it turns out I gave a talk in San Francisco in December. Mm-hmm about this. And I said, so Steve, I think is the name. I just wish I had the words to go with this acronym. And then somebody in the audience, a friend of mine from Minnesota stood up in the audience and he said, I know. Um, he, he said, he said, sudden thermal emission through a velocity enhancement. So Steve, and that's actually what this thing is. And so we think that Steve is going to become the official acronym for this. I love that. What a great way to end the interview. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. All right. We look forward to finding out exactly what Steve is in the coming months. Eric Donovan, professor of physics and astronomy at the University of Calgary. Maybe if you're way up north, you'll get a glimpse of Steve this summer if you're camping.